The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager, only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. It's Jose Galison. You're watching No Way Jose. You can find me on the No Way Jose YouTube channel, all major auto podcasters in Odyssey as well. Today, my guest is Uncle Hotep. No specific topic today, just kind of shooting shit, having fun. Uh, so, it should be a fun one. I do want to let you guys know how this works. Uh, these one, this one is paywalled. Uh, so, I know I've done a few more of the live stream ones recently uh, with current events and the Four Pony Boys. This one's behind the paywall. I'll go up public about a week later. Uh, but if you want to have access to the Patreon only live streams, it's uh, or just to be able to view it early. Uh, roughly a week or so, like I said, patreon.com snowway was a 2020 lowest levels, two bucks, highest levels, 22 gets to get you the access to do all that. There's different levels of stuff you get throughout the 20s, a sponsor level. My sponsors, I'm Mikkel Thorpe of the uh, expat money show. Jeremy is an Etsy store at etsy.com slash shop slash raising liberty. Follow on Twitter at Jeremy Rhymes. Then Toad, who's my co-host on Tower Gang, which I, as I always remind you guys, is an offensive comedy show. So if you expect to be getting what you get here on there, you're going to be sorely disappointed. And if you tell me you're offended, I don't care. But you can follow my buddy Toad at Tower Gang Toad. You can also obviously find the podcast Tower Gang on YouTube, Rumble, all the other audio podcasts. We do well on Spotify for some weird-ass reason. Also, Zach Overacker. Uh, at Z O V E R A C K, if you follow me on Twitter. Also, I do want to let you guys know toplobs.com. Use Jose at checkout for 10% off so you can get my merch. You can get that Yiki shirt. Terrence Yiki didn't kill himself. 
Uh, I'm hoping that maybe soon to get him to make like a Kenneth Trinity didn't kill himself shirt, but we're working on that. We'll get there. Uh, but yeah, uh, definitely go get that merch. There's other other show merch, other stuff that's not even like uh, show stuff, uh, other you know different types of merch. Ali suggests that I love Top Lop, so he's my dude. He's actually a dude who does uh, Hotep stuff, so uh, uh, it'd be pretty dope. All right, let's get Uncle Hotep in here. Hey, what's up, man? What's going on? Hey, what's up, dude? Uh, yeah, uh, that is one thing we have in common. We both have the same uh, thumbnail guy. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, uh, um... see what? No, I, I seen you had that Betty, that Thor, that Betty Ray Bill. Is that the actual? Is that just the cover, or is that the actual issue? The Betty Ray uh, Bill Thor. It's just they're like little art pieces. Oh, I mean, they are like pieces. okay. Yeah. Obviously, it is a classic uh, comic, yeah. but it's like a, it's not the actual comic. That'd be if I had a wall of those comics, that'd be fucking dope. Like just the actual comic stuff, because those are all like classics for those who know. So. Yeah. That was yeah. yeah. That was a Walt Simonson run. That was a that was a classic run. Yeah. 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 You know. I, uh, I do like the look back there. I do get a lot of people like, "Ooh, look how fancy!" And I'm like, "Yeah, this was just like a poster board shit." I don't know. Uh, I, I was really into comics a few years ago. I still like comics. I just don't 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 as much. Uh, I uh, diverted my obsessive uh, you know compulsions to what you see before you right now. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So uh, I guess real quick uh, for those for my audience who aren't familiar with you, I guess the Hotep Nation, all that. I don't know if you want to let them know who you are, what you're about, and all that, and we'll just kind of get into shooting shit. Um, you know, I'm just one half of the Hotel Been Told You podcast, you know, just a black man from Exit, Pennsylvania, you know what I mean? Just a regular guy. Um, you know, I I started doing, you know, uh YouTube stuff like 04 or something like that. You know, my my aim was, you know, just to have talk about things and you know, I had a daughter born like before then, and I wanted her to like be able to, to uh go back and listen, like we created like a virtual time capsule and stuff like that. Then, you know, the election came and then, I don't know, somehow I got some heat, got some people behind me or whatever, uh, established a community or so, you know, then me and uh, Hotel Jesus started a podcast and, you know, we're at, I think we're at episode 248 or two, almost at 250 episodes. So we've been doing it, you know, we've been doing it a while. We had Hotel Con. You know, I'm just a regular guy, you know, this, you know, I'm not trying to be an influence or anything. I just want to give my takes to the world, you know, like, that's all. Yeah, I know. It seems uh, one of your big things is like fatherhood. How old are you? How old are your kids? You have two daughters, too. I have two. I got daughters. one nine and one is about to be five. Shit. I, yeah, I have a 13 year old and a 10 year old. <laughs> Both oh, <girls>. wow. <laughs> yeah, you're in for some fun times. But uh, <laughs> yeah. I can start to see that, you know, it's <laughs> I started a little bit late, but you know, um, I mean, I have no regrets or anything like that. But it's, yeah. it's, it's really interesting. You know, I'm glad. You know, I did it. You know, actually, I'm glad I waited. You know, because my, I don't know, my, I'm probably a little wiser now than I would have been if I had them earlier. So uh, it's all good. It, 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 there's give and takes when having yep. kids at any age. So it doesn't matter really. Yeah, I think uh, having my kids younger to some extent probably caused me a, in a certain way to get. I don't know, see things a little bit more straight, I guess, caused me to mature a little bit earlier in a lot of ways. So, but yeah, I can, uh, obviously it, it, you, you can play it either way. I don't really, I mean, shit, I like, I'm, I'm 31, about to be 32 in June. So my oldest is 13. So I was right out the gate. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> wow. yeah so uh, yeah, I'm not at all suggesting people do that. It's not smart, but it, it kind of forced me to get my shit together pretty quickly. So, uh, I think uh, it caused me to mature a little bit more than, you know, people, you know, the other people in their 20s that I mean, shit. Yeah. And it's like uh, me being 31 with a 13 year old. It, it is weird because it's almost like a, I have like old man energy, <laughs> 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 you know, yeah. uh, it, it, it gets to me. But uh, it's actually funny. The, the biggest reason I wanted to have you on is I saw you were really, really all about the Yiki stuff, which. Yeah. Yiki for me is a character that really kind of fucked me up when I found out about him. I was like, what the fuck? Like this guy, like everything I looked into, like, I guess like the more I looked, I did find that seemed to be there's some, some sort of domestic abuse stuff with his ex-wife. Although it seems to be pretty scarce, you know, whether what was there. So, so I, I don't know, you know how, you know how shit can get like, uh, you know, um, right. between like, you know, separating and stuff. Accusations can be made. I, I don't know what the truth is there. Uh, it, but everything I seem it seems to be he was a good guy. Even that you know the ex-wife that he had issues with, she like at the end was still vying for him and seemed to love him. They seemed to even be getting back together. 
So like, he just genuinely seems like a good dude. He like was trying to do the right thing and got like super fucked. <laughs> and uh, I, I don't know, I guess that's just what kind of makes him such a sympathetic character. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, in some ways I see him and like me and him. I also see like, weirdly, he looks a lot like one of my best friends. So it's like, I guess that kind of fucked me up too, but it, that and he has he had two daughters as well and he like so he reminded me of like me in my late 20s early 30s you know kind of deal like oh shit you know because i i was active duty military for 11 years too so that kind of like i i guess in a certain way i kind of felt this like kinship and, and it just kind of fucked me up like oh here's a dude who got caught up in the system then tried to do the right thing in a system that was fucking him and you know the systems you know chewed him up and spit him out and the fact that his name wasn't a household name kind of irritated me maybe households putting a little bit high but the fact that like the fact that i was astonished to learn about him like this is something i should have already known you know what i mean whenever i did learn about him you know what i mean mm -hmm. I, I don't know if you have any thoughts um man like i i, I just want to go back to the whole did a whole okc thing you know um it must have been the obama era you know mm -hmm. um I remember I was reading on the internet, like after it happened, I read some stuff, people like, you know, mostly about the rider truck and what that explosive could do or could not do. It was 95. So I think it was Clinton, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But what, what I'm okay, you were, you, when yeah. you, when you, okay, I got you, I got you. I was just making sure. I just want to just check, <laughs> but go on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, originally after it happened, you know, when I found out, like, you know, there was no federal agents in, in the building that day, I'm like, wow, oh, come on. You know, but I never really thought anything of it. You know, then I read some stuff and I was like, wow. Then I seen The Noble Lie, right? You know, that documentary. Um, that it was a great, it was one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. You know, and um, this was like, I don't know, this was like towards the end of the Obama administration or whatever. Um, yeah, then it got to, you know, when it got to Yankees part, I'm like, what? You know what I mean? I, I couldn't believe it. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, he tried to do the right thing, you know, and um, it, it saddened me that, that, that uh, you know, he saw something that he didn't think jived to what, you know, the official story was, was going on. And, you know, they, they did him in, you know, let's, let's, let's be honest. Like, and that's not the only person they did in for that day. You know, um, you know, everybody was saying he's a nice guy and everything like this. He, he, I think he got a medal for, for, yeah. Didn't he save people that day or something like yeah, that? Yeah, he saved. He was one of the first responders, if not the first responder. I've heard multiple people claim first, like as in the literal first, but he was at least one of the first. Uh, and he saved, I think, at least four people that day. He actually injured himself while doing. He fell, I think, through like the second floor, you know, kind of like through rubble, you know, trying to you know save people, and fell through and hurt his back. Ended up in the hospital. That's where the famous line he goes, Tanya, it's not what they're telling you. Uh, which you know anyone who I guess his father has heard that clip from his ex-wife saying that yeah. that's like he says that to her when she picks him up from the hospital because he rushed to get out of the hospital too because he seemed to be in a hurry to get out of there because I guess they were already bugging him about it like what his story was and stuff there so yeah it's wild shit <laughs> yeah I mean you know just watching that documentary and like and if anybody hasn't watched I'm sure the people that don't watch your show or maybe there's some that haven't and if you haven't seen it that's like one of like anybody asked me like What's a good documentary? What's a good? I always tell them that's the first one I tell them because it's well done. You know, it, it doesn't like go off into some weird conspiracies or anything like that. It just shows you the facts, you know, and you know, he, what do he have? Cuts all over his arms, both sides of his neck, you know, beat, beaten, beaten and everything. And but he, but he killed himself. That's what they yeah. say, you know. Um, I, it was just sad, you know. It's just like, uh, but to your point, you know, um, he wasn't well known, you know. And fast forward to today, and you know, I started to see, you know, I, I don't know. Hey, if you're the, the person to to take credit for it, to give credit for it, you know, um, I'm glad. I'm thank you, thank you, thank you for that. Because oh, the CNN did, thing, yeah, yeah, his, his yeah. name does need to be out there more. Because even in the even in the let's say like the the conspiracy side of the internet, his name isn't really out there. You know what I mean? Um, Trinidos, uh, Trent, I, I, how do you say his name? Trinido? Kenneth, Kenneth Trinido, yeah, yeah. Trinidu, Trinidu. Yeah, Kenneth is the one who died, and his brother Jesse is the one who's like 
gotten the majority of like yeah. you know documents from the government and stuff through through like over 20 years of fighting this shit because of his brother being killed yeah, yeah. um jesse trinidu is not his name is not out there you yeah. know and um you know i think um those two people like need to get more attention because you know um one paid the price for trying to tell the truth and one is trying to, to get the truth for his brother you know when i watched mm-hmm. that um, cause when I watched that, that, that documentary, I was really struck by, you know, I, I was struck by Yankees, uh, officer Yankee story, but, um, Jesse's story was like, like, I can't believe it. Like they whacked his brother because they thought he was somebody else. And, and just from Jesse's story, like when he said, uh, I think he said in a documentary, he just, he just wanted to, uh, find, um, justice for his brother. For every lead he came with, led back to OKC. Like he wasn't mm-hmm. in the in trying to find out anything about Oklahoma City. Like he didn't really care about any of that. He was just trying to find justice for his brother. But every lead he got led back to OKC. You know, and um, he snuck me. He struck me as a smart guy. You know, um, I tried to keep up with his with the case. Like I think. Uh, I thought he was. They were supposed to have something, a ruling on uh, FOI request. Um, yep. FOI egg request. Was it two years ago? Yep. A year ago? I don't know if there was one in the last year or two, but he did just in the past few months. Uh, he got out of court, but they're still waiting for a ruling. So literally any day now, it, there could be a flood of FOIA documents come, or or I guess I believe he could be granted discovery, which will allow them to essentially go to like go get it themselves which like that would be a fucking gold mine because you know him he has a team and him and a team of researchers who have been looking at this forever so they already like know what they want to go get if they get a chance to be like all right we gotta go to the warehouse or whatever the hell the place is that, or the files they get to you know peruse to be able to pull what they think applies to them uh but uh yeah I, it is wild so i mean maybe nothing can happen too I, I don't know either either way it's still a story i think that needs to be known just i mean there's a a, you know presentation that i watched uh you know preparation for my series when i was specifically covering the trendy thing and uh jesse gave this presentation and uh that was one thing uh god no oh i forgot i lost my point for a minute they got it back uh he kind of he himself admitted that like there will never be prosecutions for this but what i can do is i can harm their reputation and I like, and I guess the way he puts, I guess you could, you could make the case that's just vindictive and yeah, sure. It kind of is, but I also think it's a good thing. I think people sh- like their reputation should be shot. Like mm-hmm. the, the fact anyone looks at any of these three letter organizations with any sort of reverence is just silly, especially if you understand the history of the, the FBI, CIA, ATF, it's just they're like, <laughs> like the more, especially with OKC, the more you dig into it, like, it's fuck ups everywhere. The CIA, it looks like the CIA was involved. It looks like they may have been trying to do some sort of like the domestic gladio, essentially Northwoods type stuff. Uh, the, the, uh, the fucking FBI was involved. It looks like they were pulling PatCon with infiltrating right wing groups. You got the ATF with informants and like, you know, they're hearing shit about the bomb stuff, but not reporting it properly. Kind of just getting, you know, it, it's a whole fuckery. And it's like, there, there is like whether or not like, it was they did it on purpose. There's still blood on their hands at the very least from like the cover up. And, you know, just the fact that in a lot of ways they kind of instigated it, whether they did it on purpose or not, you know? Yeah. I mean, you never know what the, uh, what the true intentions are, if what their true intentions were, whether they did it or not or whatever. Um, I don't know. I have my own feelings on that, you know, um, whether they did that or not. Um, but I will say, you know, that should show you that, like, you know, we have this talk of all this talk nowadays of what lives matter, black lives matter, white lives matter, man, no lives matter. You know what I mean? Like all those people that died in there, that was an entirely preventable event, entirely preventable. You know, and these people die. Kids die. They had a daycare, daycare center in the building. You know, I, I like I don't know how these people sleep at night. Yeah, I, it, it's it's beyond comprehension. Yeah, and, I mean, yeah. in in the grand scheme of things, uh, running a 
you know, a country, an empire, whatever you want to call it, you know, you got to do some dirty stuff, I guess, I suppose, you know, but this is, this is this, to, for this to do that for what? Yeah. I mean, my opinion is it was, um, I mean, I think there's probably more than one reason, uh, but I think it, they probably did know it would take a huge amount of steam out of the militia movement of the time. And then they were able to characterize every person who cared about their gun rights or whatever or freedom as another Timothy McVeigh, which, you know, just a generic, you know, you know, white supremacist who's willing to kill children. Like, so, I mean, it was kind of the same thing we see to this day where, you know, any any white dude who has, I don't know, like, how many times did we hear the January 6th people referred to as like white supremacists or alluded to it at least, you know what I mean? Like, so it's, it's the same old thing, you know, like once you start recognizing these patterns, they just keep doing it. Uh, I mean, shit that they, they probably did. I don't know what they probably did with like the Malcolm X and, and them. Like, I know like hell, uh, I mean, maybe it's a bit of a mischaracterization, but I remember growing up as a white kid, I always kind of thought Malcolm X was pretty racist. And I guess in some aspect he was beginning out. Uh, but now as I got older and looked into him more, I was kind of like, yeah, I guess he kind of was, but it was also, it wasn't like in an offensive way. So it's kind of like, I don't care. And then also he did kind of change his opinions on that later, later, like, you know, yeah, you know, my opinion is like, he was kind of like in a socialism and shit. But aside from that, a lot of the stuff he was preaching was pretty fucking dope. You know, yeah. it's all about like self-reliance as a community and shit like that. Uh, so I forgot what my point was tying those two together. <laughs> No, I mean you're definitely right about Malcolm, yeah. but he definitely changed after you know he went to Mecca. So I wouldn't, you know, and maybe in the beginning, maybe you would characterize him as racist, but at, at towards you know after his trip to Mecca, yeah, he definitely wouldn't. Uh, but you're right about because you know, 80s and 90s, like 70s, 80s America, early 90s America was way different than today. You know, and you're right, like. They did. They had to do something about these militia groups because they was way bigger. You know what I mean? There was real militia groups. It's not like today where, you know, <laughs> Proud Boys and Antifa. Like it wasn't like yeah. it was. These guys were for real. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. This <laughs> was post Ruby Ridge and Waco. They were fucking yeah, yeah. ready to fucking pop off. <laughs> <laughs> it was the real deal back then. You know. So and uh, I mean, I guess the government said, "Hey, man, we got to do something about." It. And this was the plan or whatever. But I don't know. It's you know, I, I just hope that um, we can give justice to Yeki. We can give justice to Trinidad, you know, um, especially Yeki. You know what I mean? Like, this guy was, this guy should be like a hero. Mm -hmm. He should be like, I don't know, a national holiday. You know, I'll never forget. Listen, I used to work with this guy from Oklahoma, man, who was from Oklahoma. He lives in Pennsylvania. He's from Oklahoma. I, I sent him the Noble Lie link. I was like, what do you think of this? Never heard back from me. You know, I think some people are afraid, you know, um, to break their image of America. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, they're afraid to get, like, to look under the bed. You know, sometimes you th throw stuff under the bed. And, you know, you know, one day you got to look clean to under the bed and you, it's a whole bunch of mess. You know, when your kids, they throw all these toys behind there. You don't ever want to go under there. But one day you got to look under there. You know, I think some people are afraid to look under, under the bed. You know what I mean? They just want to live their life of um, in bliss, I guess. Mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I don't know. I just never I just never was. I was never raised that way. You know what I mean? Um, you know, uh, being I don't I'm not saying it was the worst thing being black in America, but it was a different thing. You know what I mean? Um, you learned to distrust authority a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just think um, he needs he, we he, we need to make him a household name. You know, hey, I'm all for it. You know, um, I, I need to uh, I need to do more. Gotta get his name out there. You know, because he he like I said, he should be a hero. You know, and the fact that. He's not even uh, his wiki page is like you know what I mean. It's a joke, I, yeah. Yeah, I asked Chat GTV. I asked the the AI. I remember I asked the Chat AI what happened to him, and, and you know, it gave me the fluff answers and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, well, that he slit his wrist in his throat, and then walked a mile and a half, and then shot himself in the head. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know, and it, it should be scary to everybody. 
You know, yeah. if they want to do that to somebody that because, well, I, I say they. Well, I don't know who who it is. Who say? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We know what we, what we mean when we say they. That nebulous they. That you know those that rule above us in shadow, whoever they may be. I mean, yeah, maybe they might be certain prevalent in certain demographics, but it's obviously not uniform one way or the other. So, right, you know, right. it, it is what it is, you know, uh, which I guess we'll probably get into the Scott Adams soon. So it's kind of a, <laughs> a good, uh, I guess there's common themes there. But I did want to kind of, I'm curious, what do you think? What is your gut feeling? Because I have my opinions and there might even be more kooky than you think. Uh, I guess not even kooky because I do actually have uh, you know arguments to back it up, but I wouldn't it, I wouldn't say it's rock solid. Uh, like, what is your opinion of like what was your read of what happened in OKC? Like, was it intentional? Was it just a they fucked up and then they tried to cover it up, or you know, so or what was your read of the situation? Obviously, I'm not saying this is a hundred percent like what happened because I'm sure you would even admit that like you, you might have some things off because it's like. We're not operating off of you know all the all the facts because if we were then we wouldn't be speculating. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think they milked just from. They milked. Um, what's the word? Uh, they groomed. McVeigh, uh, Timothy McVeigh. Um, now he's all pissed off about Ruby Ridge. Like, hey man, he kept grooming him, like grooming him, grooming. Like, hey, we gotta do something. And uh, you know, put this truck out there. You know what I'm saying? Um, something else was in the building. You know, there's been scientific evidence like a fertilizer bomb isn't doing all that. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I lean towards that, but that's one of those ones I don't assert because it's like I'm not a demolitions expert. But I'm like, this don't seem right to me. <laughs> I, I, man, I, I can't find it. Man, I wish I had saved yeah. stuff I've seen. Yeah, there were eyewitness reports of people that I think like a week or so prior that saw what looked like people planting devices along the columns and shit. <laughs> so, yeah, I think there was definitely bombs, and I think yeah. uh, I think that's what. Yeah, um, I think there was uh, people that said there were bombs being dis uh, diffused afterwards. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there were multiple times where they called off rescue efforts for the uh, for bomb scares or whatever because they thought they were secondary bombs. So, and, you know, I guess the evidence of that never really stuck around. It was kind of like, oh, that was a false alarm. But a lot of people say that wasn't really the case. <laughs> there were actual <laughs> legit other explosives there. So I, I don't, it is hard to say what Yiki saw. I mean, because it's like we weren't there. It could have been someone he saved that said something. It could have been something he saw himself. He did, though, make a statement that he thought it was weird that when he, as soon as he, like, even though he was like the first, if not one of the first, uh, you know, people there, there was already ATF agents in full riot gear ready to go there. And he was like, there's no fucking way they could beat us here. Like this doesn't end in full gear. Cause they like, he hauled ass there. Like, it wasn't like he was like, Oh, let's put on my full riot gear. Like he was probably just in, you know, street clothes, you know, or his like normal, you know, beat cop type clothes, you know? Yeah. But I mean, as far as what I think, you know, I, I, you know, I, I'm a, one of those assume the worst type of people. Um, I, I think uh, the prevailing thing is, you know, you know, the, the militias in America were were taking root and they had to do something to demonize them. And lo and behold, they were able to groom somebody to and pin it on and pin a, uh, an event on, on him. You know what I mean? To take the steam out of these militia groups and everything else. And uh, I don't know. That, I mean, that's that's my gut feeling. What happened? You know, I don't think you, somebody gets suicided. Two people get suicided. If well, let's be for real here, if it, you ask anybody, you just look at the autopsies of both of those men. I don't think you anybody any rational person will say, "Well, yeah, they killed themselves." I don't think anybody would say that. No. You know, it doesn't it doesn't add up. You know, so so there had to be some type of foul play there. You know. Um, so what why would you do why would you go to such lengths to for the foul play on both uh, both you know what i'm saying so um i don't know i i, I yeah. like oh. i don't know for sure but my gut feelings says you know um they did that to uh to 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 stem the the, the rising tide of white militias in america 
Yeah, my best good faith interpretation of it would probably be the theory that a lot of people put up that uh, there was essentially munitions of some sort that were being stored improperly by the ATF in that building that essentially when it went off caused you know further explosive damage. Now, that is not what I lean towards, I'll be honest, but that's my best good faith interpretation. And then I guess then you can, from that point, make the the argument for why there was a cover-up because they didn't want to show that they were, you know, they're, you know, essentially not operating they were supposed to, caused far more damage, uh, killed a whole bunch of people, et cetera, et cetera. I, I kind of doubt it would go to that extent. Uh, I, def- I lean towards that it was a full-on, like... Uh, me and Richard Booth, my my expert that I did my ten hour my over ten hour series on OKC with, uh, we were shooting the shit and we were like kind of like we came up with a good uh, kind of um, I don't know if this would be a metaphor or what the fuck it is but uh, but a uh, but essentially the idea that it's like a the, the CIA fucking uh, uh, Northwoods or you can call it Gladio operation a if FBI PatCon operation and, and an ATF informant operation walk into a bar. And the uh, and the people serving the drinks are the, the white supremacists. So like that it, that is like my read on. It. I think it literally was like a combination of you know different agencies you know kind of stepping over each other and kind of you know I, I do think there was some at PatCon element where there is the idea was to infiltrate these these movements which they did. I am of the opinion that I I actually lean towards that McVeigh was sheep dipped. I will not. I'm not asserting that's the case because I I know the sources for this aren't rock solid. The sources are McVeigh himself. McVeigh himself in transcripts to his family, uh, and also I believe there's statements from fellow inmates, and also to his first defense team. He he said shit that like yeah he he was like essentially that he never actually really got the military. They put him in a black ops type thing, and. I, you know, judging by the story and once you start digging in and finding other stuff, I'm like, that's not that I'm like implausible, you know, with the characters he was hanging around with and what's going on. So I think he was probably essentially the grunt of some sort of FBI PatCon operation. And I think what happened was, is the CIA kind of seized upon that FBI asset and tried to take it for their purposes for Gladio shit. Because you have people like Roger Moore, who was a fed to the gills. He had done... Like he ended up being the star witness against McVeigh, but he actually was very clearly an associate with McVeigh. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store check out daily promotions same game parlays live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. They were regularly on the, you know, on the fucking gun show circuit. He has an extensive ties to the CIA doing all sorts of weird operations for them. All sorts of weird little tales of people saying, oh, he taught the CIA class, that CIA class. A lot of shit. He even was on record saying he was upset that they kept using the name Roger Moore uh, because of the fact that he used a uh, he used a pseudonym. <laughs> so like he's like, you guys are blowing up my spot type shit. Um, yeah, and then Andreas Strassmeyer, who was a German national that was in the military, trained in fucking counter recon in the German military. He did a small stint where he was helping out the IDF, looked like some, you know, Israeli Defense Force, looked like some sort of fucking, uh, you know, cross-training type thing, maybe like kind of working together. And then he magically shows up in the United States. The first person he lives with is uh, David Petrusky, I think. Petrusky, I know that for a fact, who was a former CIA agent, quote-unquote former, who worked on a oper- an operation called Operation Phoenix, which is essentially with Northwoods, but in Vietnam. And he had made statements before about kind of wanting to do the same thing, you know, in the future, kind of get the gang back together type thing. And lo and behold, uh, Strassmeyer ends up with him. Then Strassmeyer moves to this other guy, Dave Holloway, 
in in Texas, and this guy has a militia there. He he ends up actually the hallway guy's also a CIA agent or former quote unquote uh, fucking, and he that hallway guy was running a militia. Strassmeyer got kicked out of that militia because everyone in the militia thought he was a uh, provocateur. And then he ended up in Elohim City, which is where all the like McVeigh and all that and was spotted with McVeigh multiple times. So, you know, the kind of crowd he was running with, they glowed like the sun. So, you know, if you understand the glowy terminology. So, yeah, yeah, it's uh, I really think there's some CIA shit going on there. And then there also is Carol Howe, which is an FBI inform or an ATF informant who I believe kind of got close to Strassmeyer and was saying shit to the ATF or like agents kind of like, hey, I think they're going to do some shit. I think they're going to do some shit. And then kind of fucking got uh, skirted off. Kind of like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> so, I, I, and that's, you know, you said before the ATS didn't show up that day. I think they had an informant that was letting them know what was going on. And I think likely they probably, I think at one point the ATF was planning on arresting Strassmeyer or something like that, if I remember correctly. And the FBI stepped in and, uh, you know, it's obviously hush, hush what was happened. And then all of a sudden they called it off and they didn't. So, uh, you know, it's weird how this shit works. I mean, that's my read. It's pretty complicated. I've done a lot of digging into this. That's just kind of my rough read on the shit I've heard. But it's like, it's not that crazy once you understand the sources and kind of, you know, see the start recognizing the patterns and the connections. I mean, you feel kind of schizo like you're reading the tea leaves. You're like, no, this makes this makes sense, man. This makes sense. <laughs> like, you feel crazy, but you're like, I, I don't know. The documents are here and this is what they say, you know? Yeah, um, you mentioned the Phoenix program. I'm just re- I just listened to the audiobook, the Phoenix Phoenix program, America's use of terror in Vietnam. And a lot of times they did they 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 um they went out and did uh did work, you know, did hits. Mm-hmm. And they did hits to blame the Viet Cong. Yep. You know what I mean? They would do it. You know what I mean? And just so they could blame the Viet Cong, you know, and um Damn, I didn't know a, a Phoenix Phoenix program guy was. Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a, that's a, one of the wild parts. Where you're like, I mean, obviously you can't draw too much of a conclusion from that, but you're like, all right, that's pretty weird that uh, you know you guys specialize in like a strategy of tension type thing where you enrage a populace through acts of terrorism, and then lo and behold, one of your pupils kind of gets involved in a big old act of terrorism. <laughs> so uh, kind of weird, you know. Uh, yeah. Very, very, very odd connections to be found there. And it's like, I don't know. I mean, and then uh, I did mention, yeah, I did mention the sheep did backspect with uh, McVeigh. That that part always was kind of weird to me because he also did too. It wasn't until like, I believe around the time Jolly West ended up showing up over, you know, the MK Ultra guy showed up around, uh, you know, McVeigh. Then all of a sudden he got with the official narrative, at least to official people. You know, there were also uh, reports where he would say to fellow inmates shit like, you know, I'm going to get out of here, right? Like, they're not going to let me die. Like, he still was under the impression. I mean, I think he did get killed. And there was a lot of conspiracy theories that like, oh, they, they got him out of there for being a good good soldier. But I think I do think they're probably like, we got you, bud. And then they just kind of <laughs> <laughs> let, let his ass fry. <laughs> yeah, because he, you know, he thought he was in the army till, till, till the day he died. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, I think he put on his thing, you know, occupation, U.S. Army. Yep. You know what I mean, so like he thought he was in the whole time, and I think he told family members he was in the whole time, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's why there's literally, and it it isn't like weird shit where they're reporting it to people. It was the FBI had them tapped, their wires tapped, and like I don't know how we ended up getting the documents. Maybe this is one of the things that came through Jesse, but it's, it's, somehow we got a hold of the documents, and yeah, there's literally transcripts of them having conversations about how he's still in and shit. And, uh, you know, because he told his family that, like, no, the you know, when because he his whole story was he he went to go train for special forces. And then the official story is he hurt his foot when he was in Desert Storm and then they were, he wasn't able to make it through special forces training. But according to what he told friends and family and his you know, first defense team and inmates while he was in is that, uh, yeah, no, that wasn't the case. He actually got you know sent to go do covert work. And, you know, it, it was we, one of the points I frequently bring up is. Cause this is shit he also, I believe was telling the cops when he got, you know, taken in initially is one of the points I bring up is you got to remember this is the mid nineties and the stuff he was describing to them was shit like, uh, Oh yeah. They were going to have me help out like the feds with, uh, you know, drug smuggling operations for funds. And if to say that in the mid nineties, like if someone got busted today and you know, some crazy person and they started saying shit like that, you're like, there's a crazy person. Cause it's like, 
They're just saying shit that's out there. Because today, in 2023, fucking, like, most people or anyone in the know knows that the feds have done drug smuggling operations for off-the-books funds. It's just, like, a known thing. In the mid-90s, that wasn't really a known thing. So it's weird for someone to be singing like that, saying that kind of shit. He was also kind of alluding to, like, PatCon-type stuff, which is, you know, what I mentioned before. So it is just, like, weird. You'd be describing these things that haven't really become public knowledge yet so and like this is the stuff you're saying and then like probably something like a decade later that becomes public knowledge you're like oh well that was weird he said that shit you know what i mean yeah. like i know he could have just been crazy he could have been a compulsive liar I, I don't know but uh it just it always struck me as way too weird you know yeah i mean he was yeah you're right about the like he was they had some guy visit him psych was a psychiatrist or something like that yeah um yeah he might have been one of those mk ultra that was one that's another thing you know i always i find interesting i read another book about uh who is the guy the cia uh cia i guess maybe it's who's the, who's the that has the airport named after him um Dulles, right? Dulles? Dulles. Dulles. That sounds right. Yeah. yeah. Dulles. Yeah. He was what yeah. the, during JFK shit, I believe. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like there was uh there was some one of these audiobooks I read. They, they were they were trying to find the magic drug to, you know, help them brainwash people and stuff like that. You know, and uh, you know, all about the MK Ultra program and stuff like that. You know, and and I'm one of those guys that like, yo, that they did they figured it out. You know, I swear to you. I'll tell anybody, like they figured it out. Like I, 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 I find it a hard time believing that they didn't figure it out. You know, I mean, I guess it, for for me, it depends what you mean by that. Like I think, like what, because I've read a decent amount of MK Ultra, and it seems to be my impression is what they their practical results used seem to be a far way away from what their intended results were. But they still were like things they could operate off of. So, like for example, I think the whole uh, if you read the book Chaos by Tom O'Neill. I think the whole Marilyn Manson thing was essentially an offshoot of the MKUltra stuff. But I think it was more like, hey, if we get people to do this or that, like it was more like manipulate. It wasn't like this, like what you imagine, in my opinion, is like what you see in movies like MKUltra. We can give you a trigger word. and Now you're our sleeper agent. I think it's more along the lines of we find these crazy kids. We push the right buttons and we get them to, you know, produce the desired results that we we want you know i mean like whether it's this guy that's kind of you know a crazy hippy dippy guy that is also open to violence and you can manipulate and you know infiltrating hollywood which is what manson was kind of doing uh you know like and you kind of control him from the outside you know you get him to essentially become this fed trap where like young fucking aspiring artists kind of end up partying with this group and shit you know like because he was kind of mixing up with hollywood so like I don't think it's as straightforward. I think it's just more they learn to manipulate crazies is what it came down to. Well, definitely. You have to have something to work with. Like, it's probably yeah. not going to work with everybody. But I think they found a certain archetype of humans, you know, psychological yeah. profile that they can really manipulate. Like, for example, I'll, I'll, I'll go to my grave believing this. The, um, the, what the fuck was his name? What was the, uh, 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 the DC sniper. Oh yeah, I don't know his name, but I know, I know yeah. It was John Ma- it was Malvo and uh Muhammad. Yeah. John Lee Malvo and I forget the Muhammad's first name. I was swear one where one of them had a brain tumor or some shit or um one was a different they, different they, one they, they executed. The other guy, oh, yeah. I think they let I think there might be the young kid that uh I think they're trying to let him out or something, or he's about uh-huh. to let be let out. I think he they um the older older guy was uh MK Ultra. Yeah. Uh, like I don't know if you remember. Like before they they got him, right? Like they remember the, I don't know if you're old you you might not have been old enough to remember this, but like they had these press conferences, right? <laughs> and before the the time the press conference before they caught him. And he, the sheriff got up there and said Hey, uh, he was like, it was acting like he was talking to the sniper. He's like, I understand you want me to read this statement. And he read this weird ass fucking statement, right? <laughs> like, you got me caught like a, a tra- it was like, you know, like the stereotypical Hollywood uh, trigger words. 
Days later, you got you got caught. Got caught sleeping in a goddamn uh, rest stop. All his IDs was out on the fucking <laughs> on the dashboard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I to me, I will I will go to my grave thinking, you know, that was the DC sniper. That was an example, NK Ultra. And there's another one. And, you know, I kind of think Hinkley was the same thing. You know, um, yeah, I, I just think they figured it out. But it, with certain people, they, they in, in drugs and, th- and things of that nature, they figured out how to manipulate people to do certain things if they have yeah. enough time. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you see all the time. Uh... What was it the Uvalde or one of the school shootings? Or there was a few shootings, you know, recently where if you really like, dug into it, you found weird stuff where they'd be in like chat groups, and there was these people alluding to like it looked like they were talking to people who were clearly provocateurs. Like I do, I do think they're getting hip. With, I do, I, like I think it's we're in this weird time where they're following a lot of the same, uh, you know, playbooks, but with different tech. So now we're in this world now where I still think they are taking the lessons they learned from like stuff like MK Ultra and applying it in our modern day to where it's not like something like Charles Manson where it's like you actually have to physically be in a space with him like because he actually went through MK Ultra type trials while he was in prison and like that that was a big thing of it like is he uh, he agreed to those trials or, and I don't remember the details of what all they did to him. But uh, whereas nowadays you don't really need that. You can just, you know, find people who kind of fit the profile you're looking for on this, you know, magical thing called the Internet that allows you to kind of like siphon out for what you're looking for. And then you just kind of play play the strings just right. Like it's, a you know, like a musical instrument and kind of like, you know, you'll play off as crazy and get them to do what you want them to do. It's like, oh, you need a gun. I know a place you can get one, you know, stuff like that. I mean, you know, MK Ultra is a weird one once you start digging. Uh, I mean, like Jack Ruby. Uh, God, who else? Uh, there, there's a lot of weird shit in connection with MK Ultra. Like it, it, it goes deep. Like the MK Ultra one, it's very, very weird. Uh, how, where how this shit pops up frequently? Like Ted Kaczynski was an MK Ultra guy. Like I'm not saying everything he did was a complete op. I think maybe he probably just went a little bit crazy and got you know all centric from whatever the fuck they did to him. But <laughs> gave us the, one of the best manifestos there ever was. But <laughs> yeah, that was. That was uh... That's eye-opening. He's, he was right about a lot of that stuff. Yeah, no, as well. I don't know where the fuck he decided let's blow shit up, but I mean, doesn't really make sense with his manifesto. But uh, yeah, I, th- I think I want to cover one more thing. We got out of here. I kind of alluded to the Malcolm X shit earlier. I really feel like the Hotep Nation. It seems it reminds me a lot of like the kind of the Malcolm X you know move, where it was a lot about like community, self-reliance, stuff like that, and so. I find it interesting with the recent Scott Adams thing. I, I kind of would like to kind of get the Hotep perspective generally on on that because, I mean, it, it. I will say it was hilarious. Uh, I mean, it's just it's hard not to watch that and laugh. I mean, should I watch the clip of uh, Hotep Jesus watching it laughing because it's just so goddamn funny, uh, you know? But th- there is, I think, there's something to be said for some of the things he said in there. I don't know if maybe. You, you might agree to some extent, maybe disagree to others, but uh, there's something to it. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying don't associate with black people at all. That's not what I'm saying. But I mean, I guess if you're interacting as a collective, you know, I also do think it's kind of gay to be like, you know, I don't know, in 2023, be hard trumping for black rights, whatever the hell that even means. Like, what, what does that mean? You know, what I mean, like, I don't know what that means. I, I guess it depends what you're talking about. If you can buy me a specific instance, but it's just kind of pathetic at this point. So, uh, I, don't know, I guess I'll let you go. I'll get you get your thoughts. I don't know. Maybe if you thought it was funny too. <laughs> um, you know, as far as trumpeting for black rights or anything like that, uh, I mean, a lot of people do that virtual signal. You know, yes. um, you know, I, like I, I live in this kind of liberal town, and um, you see these Black Lives Matter signs in the in the in the, in the uh, front lawn and stuff like that. Um, no black people live there. You have to see a black person. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there is, but around like the suburbs, suburbia, whatever, I've yet to see a black family put out a Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Oh, uh, maybe one. But the majority of people that do that are not black. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it's a trendy thing to do. Yeah. You know, there's, there's just like um, people... Uh, champion all types of uh sexual rights gender rights 
You know, it, you know, black is just another one people like, well, well, virtual signal for, um, cause it makes you, it's, I, I kind of feel like people, instead of go out in there, going outside and touching grass and helping people maybe go serve in a, in a food line, sort of going to work in a soup kitchen, help some people out, donate some real money to like help people out with your physical, uh, presence. You know, some people will virtual signal it, you know, and it feel like they're they become a better person. You know, I, I think that's a that's an it's a bigger thing than just, you know, trying to, you know, virtual singing for black folks or any type of folks. It's a bigger it's a bigger phenomenon of Americans. You know, I, I think we've kind of lost our way in, you know, actually trying to help people instead of we want to look like we're helping people instead of actually doing it. Um, now, as far as the Scott thing, oh, I don't know, man. You know, I mean, I like to be honest, you know, most people live amongst people that they're similar to. Yep, you know what I mean? It's not like, like, and be honest, like, how many, how many minorities does or blacks, whatever you want to say, does Scott Adams live around? Or has ever lived around, you know. I like he's not even the person to say it. Um, you know, I I kind of think, and, and you know, what a bigger thing, you know. There's been a large push on the internet about these racial tensions and shit like that. There's all these guys are acting like agents and shit like that. They're acting like this is the fucking sixties or some shit like that. Like I find it insulting. It's not even the eighties. Yeah, it's not even the eighties, dude. I, I I don't be a throw off your your rant, but I had someone today. I uh, tweeted that I'm going on uh, part of the problem with Dave Smith uh, to talk about the OKC stuff, and I kind of put like a Terrence Eagan didn't kill himself, Kenneth Turner didn't kill himself at the bottom, and uh, someone quote tweeted and was like, uh, and found a picture from Top Lobster's fucking site, and they put a picture of because we made a Yiki T-shirt, and they put a picture of that side by side to. I don't know if you ever watched the Always Sunny in Philadelphia, but like, you know, how it'll be like the gang does this, the gang does that. But we have this other show, Tower Gang. And someone put like in one of those shirts he made was a gang says the N-word. It's a joke. It's an offensive comedy show. So it's just like a joke, kind of like, haha, they said it. And and they're like, oh my God, he'd be rolling over in his grave if he saw that. And it, or and it, you know, selling that with his it's like obviously they're implying sort of like commie shit, you know, to be like that some of the stuff they said, kind of like, oh, you're you're making money off of it off of him. It's like one, I don't make a dime off that. That's all top lob stuff. But it's like two. That what? What do you want us to give them up for free? Like, uh, like what? What? <laughs> like, what at cost? Because we could be giving them up for cost for all you know. Like you don't know what the what the fucking cost is to put them out. But I mean, they're not. He is making profit. I have no qualms of that. But I I just thought it was funny, kind of like the the race point you're getting at. They're like, for one, the very point those two things are put together would think the very juxtaposition would undermine the racism point you're making. <laughs> like yeah. oh you're trying to imply i'm racist where i'm literally trying to bring awareness to this guy and then like oh because they made a silly joke on another shirt from a different show that's not even the same show like he has a ton of different shows on this thing but it's like i don't know i just thought it was funny i guess it kind of tied into that it's kind of pissed me off but you know it's blocked real quick and moved on <laughs> yeah. but yeah. like i was saying like it's not even the 80s it's not yeah. even the 90s you know yeah like i grew up in uh I grew up in Exton, Pennsylvania. Everybody knows, but like we was only like there was only like three black families in the whole neighborhood, like maybe fifty or sixty some houses, right? I go on a school school bus every day. I got called every word in the book, every word in the book. Now you want to, and I'm just going from the '80s, and we're not going to compare it to like like what's happening now. Now I will agree that. You know the the mass media and the elites are 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 um, turning the heat up on white folks. Well, I we don't have anything to do with that. We, like I think, kind of think people like when Scott makes these comments, and I see other other people jump on board. Like this is part of the machine. Like they kind of want this, they want to stir up racial tensions for whatever, for whatever reason. I don't know. 
but this is all all artificial. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you get off the internet, it's not really like that. You know, ha- is crime escalated? Sure, it has. Sure, it has. They let everybody out. They don't even. They don't give them bails. Like I mean, like when I do I mean they don't give them bails. They don't. They don't ask for bail. You could go. Yeah, y'all can come back when you when the when the when the trial's ready. You know, this is a grand design here. You know, and um, I, I I mean it's just like and yeah, this to see people taking and run with it. Like, but it, I mean that's that's how it is in America. People are gonna grift off everything, any anything and everything. Um, but. You know, for people suggest that there's some real racial tension here or something like that, it's like, like, come on, be for real. It's not like I said, man. Like, the difference from the '80s and '90s to now is like, it's yeah. it's a big difference. And it helped me compare. If you want to even go back further to '60s and shit like that, you know. So it's not like these jokers is out here robbing people because they because they're white. Yeah, they rob me. You know what I mean? They rob anybody. You know, uh, I want them lock them, lock them the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? That's the that's the fucking the answer. But to say all oh, we got to like the and like, oh, let me go to the poll. Now we're we're believing polls now <laughs> with like like and I've said this on 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 hotel on hotel's been told you man like if you ask. Black folks really love white folks. You know what I mean? It's not like the percentage that would say what is was the question was white is is it okay to be white? Um, maybe that twenty percent was maybe correct. They said the no, but the the people that said I don't know is like they're going off of you know, you know. Uh, there's been these poll four uh, chan, you know. Uh, uh, activities where they they put up oh, it's okay to be white they post it all over like uh, universities and stuff like that and then the media comes out and say it's negative then they tie it into saying you know it's anti-semite or, or something there was anti-semitic drawings underneath so when you tie all that together when people see that on a poll they're gonna be like i don't know man because because then in the back of their mind they were thinking of something else that tying together with that but as far as relationship with white folks come on man it's not even like yeah, most, I mean, most black Americans is sorry right, we'll Yeah, I've never had an issue with it. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess maybe I'm just a white guy. Maybe I just don't care if someone doesn't like me. I don't know. I guess at the same point, it's also like, I don't know. If someone was racist against me for being white, I'd be like, all right, then we'll fuck him. <laughs> right. I, mean, I, never, I never took it like that. If somebody doesn't like me for being black, that's their problem, not mine. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's their loss. I don't care. Yeah, that's less <laughs> like, people I have to talk to. Man. Yeah, <laughs> I don't fucking need you. <laughs> like, okay, I'll move. Keep it moving. I don't know. It, it is just it is weird. It comes from this like this weird place of insecurity. People that I don't really either way. Whether they're like getting offended by it or whether they're like stumping for it in like support of. Because I mean, I think there is some truth. Some stuff God Adams is saying, like uh, say for example, with like oh, it never helps you to like really try to fight for them. Is what he's saying. It's like. Okay, like, yeah, I guess in the sense of, like, if you're a large influencer on social media and you're trying to be this white knight for black people, yeah, you're putting yourself in this weird, cucked-out position of, like, insecurity and weakness. So, like, yeah, people are going to pounce on that. Like, it just comes off as just kind of pathetic, really. Like, if you're just, like, I, I don't know, it's just weird. But, like, and, yeah, and in some of the points he's making, like, obviously there is higher crime rates among areas with higher African population, African American populations. But now can you deduce from that? It's because they're African American. I don't, it's kind of hard to separate out the stats. I kind of doubt that. I mean, every relationship I've ever had with a black individual has been pretty much pretty okay. Okay. My whole life. So I don't know. I mean, I think when you evaluate things by collectives, I mean, if you, if you looked at it by when you're talking about areas that are going to be mostly black, it's probably going to be mostly poverty. And so is that most of mostly, is that a poverty issue? Or is it a black issue? I mean, I, I, I don't know. And even if it is because of their black, it's like, okay, what are you making a point? There's a genetic propensity from, for black people to be more likely to do that. I'm like, even still, it's kind of like, okay, but it still matters on the individual. 
Because, like, I, I doubt there's a genetic prop- propensity, but maybe there is. I don't fucking know. What does it matter? <laughs> like, it, it, I don't know. I, I guess, like, I could kind of understand what he's getting at, but it, it, it was, like, kind of blown up. It more It's mostly just funny. But I guess there is some like interesting points to be extracted from it. Uh, it. It was very much a very I don't even understand the point of it. Like it was a very weird rant. It was like intentionally provocative, but I don't know. Made for good good uh, good internet content, I guess. It was funny. I'll, I'll give it that much. But yeah, uh, I don't know. It, it, interesting points, I think, though, uh, to be to think about. But uh, I, I guess I liked how it broke a lot of people's brains. The people that immediately got offended, the people that I knew I could rock with were the ones who just like kind of laughed or didn't care. You're like, who, who gives a fuck what Scott Adams says? <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? like, and I think he said that he was like, after he said that the people that, that wanted to cancel him were the left, the white left, mm-hmm. white Democrats. And the people that I wanted to talk to were black people. <laughs> like, you know, and I kind of think he just did it. He wanted to pull a Kanye and wanted to go out with a blaze, you know, do his own thing on on locals or whatever. You know, he's probably tired of, you know, he wanted to do he, like he's got more. He's got enough more money than whatever. T- like, tired tired of drawing Dilbert. <laughs> yeah, he's doing this for, for decades. Yeah. You know, he doesn't need any money, really. He doesn't need the work. Like he just got fed up and wanted to do his own thing for once, I guess. You know, it's like I I kind of I kind of feel like he just pulled a Kanye. Yeah, it did kind of feel intentionally provocative. Uh, uh, But uh, I I don't know. Either way, I uh, I enjoyed it. (laughs) And it is one of those like weird moments where it is enlightening where you're like, I can kind of see how people are. Like if everyone immediately freaks out, is freaking out about racism or this, you're like, yeah, like, I don't know. Kind of go go touch grass or find something else interesting to be upset about. I, I don't know. This is just like who gives a fuck. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think uh, we're at we're at a good time. Uh, I don't want to respect your time. Uh, you know, me and you, we, me and you both got kids and shit. Probably got shit to do. Uh, right. It's a little bit late in the night. Uh, if you want to go ahead and drop your plugs, we'll go ahead out of here. It was fun having you on here. Um, first off, where I get to, I, I need to get one of Yankee shirts, man. <laughs> Toplopsa.com. Toplopsa.com. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's all, um, like I said, he's also you guys a thumbnail guy too. Okay. So. Um, you can just follow me, Uncle Hotep, on everything. Um, Facebook, Twitter. I'm usually on Twitter, Instagram. Um, every Thursday night we do Hotep's Been Told You podcast. Um, eight eight o'clock on Hotep Jesus's channel. Like I said, we have over, I don't know, close to 250 episodes. So go check us out. We do Hotep Con every year. Um, I do a show on YouTube, my YouTube on Uncle Hotep. So follow me there as well. Uh, every Sunday, 8.30, Uncle Hotep Factor. It's just, I don't know. We do anything. I, I talk about a lot of things, you know. But um, thanks for having me on. I greatly appreciate it. You know, um, I just hope I can do my part. Maybe we can get Yankee a little bit more etched in the American psyche or subconscious or whatever you want to call it. But yep. I think that's... Uh, uh, that should be a goal of ours because he, I think he uh, he deserves to go in the history books. And, yeah, uh, he needs a different entry in the history books. That that's that's his entry right now. Yeah, I've already called my Babe Ruth. Next time I get on some sort of large platform, I'm gonna wear probably a Kenneth Trinity didn't kill himself shirt. Probably it's a move because I'm gonna still I'm gonna push both. Because my point is, I want to get people like digged into the deeper story, and I think these characters are the perfect way to get you in there. People start once you start seeing these like, you know, clearly not suicides that are associated to a larger plot. You're like, what the fuck is going on here? And one, it's like, okay, this is weird. If 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 like if if I was able to get Kenneth trying to do in the fucking, you know, get it get get that moving too, then that's what people will be like, like you know, if someone big picks that up, they're gonna be like, whoa, what the fuck? So I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I have no idea if I had anything to do with CNN. Man, doing that Yiki story less than a month after I brought up Yiki on Timcast, but I don't know if so. Cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to make the same thing happen for Trinity. And, uh, you know, I think by doing that, that also will kind of push forth Yiki's name even more too. So, uh, but yeah, no, I appreciate your help with that. That's a, uh, I do think that's important. But uh, yeah, this is a No Way Jose show. Find me on YouTube, all major art packages, obviously as well. If you want to give me money, patreoncom so no way Jose 2020 uh yeah you can follow me on twitter at tower gang jose like share subscribe all that good stuff and with that we are out appreciate it man and
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.